0: Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. I'm sitting here in Orno, Minnesota. Across from me is the president of Hill Hiker, Bill McLaughlin. How
1: are you doing, Bill? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. And the beautiful Melanie is joining me again today as a co-host. How are you doing, Melanie?
2: Hi, Jason. I'm great.
0: Good, good. So, you know, the word unique comes to mind. From the very get-go, on the way here, Bill, I was driving through, um, I think it's like Maple Plain. There's some road construction going on there. They had it all shut down. I don't know if I dare drive through it, but I did because I seen tire tracks. And sure enough, I'm driving through a ditch, a, a legitimate ditch, on my way here. <laughs> then I think I get here, and then I doubt myself. This ain't the place. Big beautiful property, <laughs> the pool but in the backyard. So I back out of the driveway, and I'm like, Ah, uh, Melanie, I think we got the wrong address. <laughs> Melanie confirms, No, this is it. This is it. Turn around, turn around. So then we get here, and I, I and I walk in and meet Bill and. Bill's like, hey, let's do the podcast by the pool. All right. All right. So unique, <laughs> unique, unique. And right. sure enough. Yeah, sure enough. Bill, <laughs> as we're sitting here talking, Bill, and you're talking about some of the uh, projects you've worked on and show me the awards that are hanging on the wall and all the cool stories about celebrities and famous people and, and you know, big, elaborate, luxurious projects and experiences and homes and supercars and wow man this is uh this wasn't what i was expecting
1: (laughs) (laughs) to say the least we're just a little elevator company in minnesota and we do this work all over
0: Yeah, I'd say, you know, it's it's really, it's a huge surprise when I consider the fact that what it's a manufacturing company, they put in these elevators on hillsides and cliffs to get down to typically like a a waterfront of some sort. It seems like I know you do other things, but, and uh, I've seen them, you know, I I haven't necessarily seen your product, but I, you know, told you about my friend, Brian, that was looking at replacing his on Clearwater Lake. And I, I wrote in his and but this is a whole new ball game man. You uh, <laughs> you've opened my eyes to a whole new I guess realm of possibilities of what you can do with uh, what would you call these? It's, it's it's not when I say elevator I I'm sure most people people like me think of like you said, you get in an elevator, you look at something Ding. on the wall, you want to get off of it, you know, <laughs> you get it right up to the third floor and that's it. But is there a unique subcategory of elevator that your company falls under?
1: Yeah, we are regulated by ASME, American Society of Mechanical Engineering. a seventeen one is the Bible for the elevator industry in North America. And within those pages is uh, Section 5.4, which is Residential Incline Elevators for Outdoor Use. Some people call them a funicular. That's a sort of a a European term. Some call them a tram or a lift, but technically it's an outdoor incline elevator and it could be residential or commercial.
0: Hmm. Did you get that, Melanie? I think so. Did you say the word folliculator?
1: Funicular, 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 funicular. Oh, okay. <laughs> all, right. all right.
2: I'm
0: feeling I'm getting a little smarter by the minute here, <laughs> right? There you go. So, you know, I guess I'm really interested now that we've talked a little bit and told me about some of your experiences and projects you worked on. How did you come up with such an idea to get into this type of business? I, I don't know. Do you have like an engineering background or how did this all become?
1: Well, you know, for me, I went through all of the welding classes and whatnot in Y Z. At one time, they had a really great program for learning how to turn steel and wood and whatnot, uh, the shop classes. And so I really enjoyed those. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a, a dairy farm in Wisconsin, and I did a lot of milk and cows and learning how to weld my own equipment and fix things. So that background we took, and, and I knew I wanted to be a salesperson. I knew I wanted to own my own company when I was 10 years old. I knew it. I just didn't know if it was going to be roofing or, or building homes or swimming pools. I ended up in swimming pools, and then my dad was a Rotarian, got me into a company called Access Mobility Systems, uh, which is no longer around, but a couple of guys from Minneapolis, Wyzetta owned it, and it was uh, handicap accessibility equipment, and they had a a simple little lift that they were fabricating. The challenge was the engineering; they couldn't get into the into the gold standard, which is Los Angeles, which is the seismic issues, earthquakes, and and so uh, um, I was brought in to sell that product, and in 1996, I said what we have to do here is reinvent ourselves and they didn't want to spend the money on the engineering. I understand that. And I was very blessed to have a father-in-law who was a mechanical electrical engineer from MIT who, before he passed away, he owned, he had over 60 patents on different processes in, in uh, industry. And so he and myself took the code book, the Bible, and we built the Hill Hiker product around that code book so we could get into L.A.
2: Oh, wow. So you had L.A. in your sights From the very beginning.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's the gold standard. Hmm. And it's the gold standard because they have a lot of earthquakes and it's difficult to, I guess, structure or create a product that withstand that type of earth movement. Is that what kind of makes it the gold standard?
1: That is exactly right. We're working in uh, right now in downtown Ventura, California. We're 430 feet away from an active fault line. Wow. Yep. Right next to an earthquake. Wow.
0: So there's a, I mean, it's, it's life or death. I mean, there's the liability of having something like this fail is, uh, it's, uh, pretty huge in the scale. Like it's not that if the table leg fails, the table
1: tips over. If your product fails, that could be, uh big problems. It's called a catastrophic downhill failure, which we don't want to get involved in. Yeah, that sounds bad. It is. That's a bad (laughs) word. So we are regulated in many states. Minnesota happened to be one of them which means that you have to be a journeyman elevator contractor, journeyman level for safety. And then you go out and you do a full breakaway load test with the equipment. We're putting it into a catastrophic downhill failure test, and they will uh, put a speed wheel on that equipment and make sure that, that thing will the safeties or brakes will engage at a predetermined rate of speed safely. And then they will then it will be registered at the Department of Labor and Industry Elevator Safety. Oh,
0: wow. Interesting. OK, so let's uh, let me rewind and summarize. It sounds like you are working at a company that kind of specialized in handicap accessibility, right? and were they installing similar lifts on cliffs to go down the waterfronts or or what have you? Is it typically like on the exterior or were they doing when I think a handicap accessibility? I think of going up the stairs, those little things that they ride on. What was that company doing back then?
1: So they were doing stair chairs like you see on uh, and vertical platform lifts. They call them stage lifts. Sometimes you'll see them in beginnings of of, uh, commercial buildings where you've got four steps. Okay, You get a person in a wheelchair gets into it and goes up It's a little platform lift, incline platform lifts, again, all sort of under the ADA um, blanket, Americans with Disabilities Act. And then they had a simple little standalone product that was a hillside lift system. And back then there was no regulation. Regulation comes in the elevator industry when they make the papers. And Mm. what I mean by that is there's a catastrophic failure. yeah, And that happened on Christmas Lake, and that's when we became regulated. It wasn't my equipment, somebody else's. And it's good for us because it keeps the riffraff out of our industry, and you have to be licensed in order to do this kind of work in Minnesota. That's good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you were working for that company, Bill, you seen an opportunity in the sense, hey, we should get out in California. We should, you know, there's a... I don't know, a a good clientele out there that we should maybe cater to, but we need to up the engineering standard as far as to achieve that. And that company you were with was like, nah, nah. Great idea, Bill, but that's too much money, and we're just not interested.
1: That's really what happened, and they still are good people. We know them. I won't mention their names, but they are certainly, a lot of people would know who they are in the Minneapolis area. Yeah. And they just wanted to go a different route, and I knew where I wanted to go. And in 1997, we became officially incorporated in the state of Minnesota February 14th. It's an easy date to remember. And, uh, and we, um, we're a registered trademark now in North America, Circle R. So, I think you
2: might be the only man that said that February 14th is an easy date to remember.
1: It is because I started my company. No other reason why, though.
2: Exactly. No
1: disrespect, by the way. No, don't worry. I don't like the day anyway. <laughs>
2: I'm not a Valentine's fan. Okay. Yeah.
0: So that was back in '97. Yes, and uh, your father-in-law, the MIT genius, helped you out along the way to get this thing going.
1: That is correct. He was uh, instrumental in the in the first few of them that we did. We dammed up a river down in Belize and made our own electric. There's no plug in a tree. You have to do it. hide yeah, dam yeah. up a river is what we to did. generate
0: electricity. Correct. Wow. Yeah, I do that on the weekends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I dam up a river to generate electricity all the time. All right, so what were the early days like? Like, you're, you're doing some huge projects and winning some really nice awards today. I, I'm assuming things didn't start off that way.
1: No, we call it eating hot dogs and fish sticks. Okay. <laughs> no steaks for the first couple of years. Yeah. Because you, you've you got your heart and soul into it. you got a second mortgage that you've maxed out your house. And now you pretty much got skin in the game. That's the only way to do it. I don't know how other people can do it. We didn't have a big chunk of change to work off of. We just kept doing it the old school way. If you have money, you buy the next piece of equipment. You don't go to the bank. No disrespect to bankers, but they're not your friend. Yeah, You have to do it on your own. And that's the way we did it. We did it from the ground up.
0: So 97, uh, you have a couple kids, right?
1: I do. I have a son, 33, and a daughter, 30.
0: Okay. So, you. I mean, that have been... That took some balls, man, to be like, all right, I'm going to quit this job, start a business. I got a family to feed and uh, a hope and a dream and uh, and not 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 a million dollars in the bank to save. You know what I mean? It's like
1: I got to make this happen. Yeah, we had um, fire underneath our rear end, as they say. And we were able to get a number of jobs off the Minneapolis uh, boat show. Back then, you would market that way. A lot of people did. Okay. Now it's all internet driven. But we got a few nice jobs. We got the first job in Belize, Central America. Uh, through a referral, through custom. custom, That was your
2: first job?
1: That was one of my first two or three jobs, the one that I won that award on. Wow. So we went out and, yeah, and we dammed up the river with the local Mennonite population down there. We powered 14 cabanas, the bar, all the coolers for all the beer, the freezers for the food, and all the lighting, air conditioning, and then the elevator we uh, we dammed up this river and created a, a hydroelectric facility at the bottom of the river. The next-door neighbor is Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, uh, wow. Blancano is the name of it. It's a five-star Italian restaurant in the jungle. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's a cool story. It's not so yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Hi. So um, is this a family
0: business? Do uh, you get the, the wife and the kids uh, pitching in here?
1: Laurel, you met her earlier. Uh, she yes. is my wife, and she was my high school sweetheart from Wayzata. We've been oh, cool. married for the whole—since 1983. Wow. And uh, my son-in-law, Harrison, works for me. Duncan works for me. He's my son. Oh, and okay. we have a total of 14 people right now working for us. And our, like, next week we'll be in Mazilan, Mexico— We'll be in Beverly Hills, uh, California. We'll be there doing some service uh, on Skinny Atlas Lake, which is one of the five Finger Lakes region in upper uh, New York. Oh. We work everywhere.
0: Yeah. It sounds sounds that way. (laughs) Yeah. You're all over the place. And that's what I find so unique and surprising about this. This is a small company out in Orono, Minnesota. You have a manufacturing facility out in Annadale, it looks like. But yet you guys are all over the world doing some major projects. So, so what's your typical client like? Is most of your work out in California or do you do many jobs in Minnesota? What's what, And is it mostly sounds like residential or do you do
1: some commercial too? We certainly do a lot of residential. A typical client here would be up in Hayward, uh, Wisconsin or Lake Owen or Manaqua or Lake Minnetonka, St. Croix River. We just finished one up in North Hudson. And those would be our typical Midwest customers. You get the Martha's Vineyard customer. That's all stainless steel because it's on the ocean. And then, of course, you get your your flamboyant L.A. crowd that we <laughs> cater to. And then we cater to state agencies for accessibility for wheelchairs. Arkansas, we did the Ozark Folk Center. We've done... Uh, Anne Arundel Public School Systems. Anne Arundel County is Annapolis, Maryland for handicap accessibility. Um, those type of projects, golf courses. Uh, we're doing a vineyard, Meekins Vineyard in Arizona. So we're, we're through permitting now and we'll be getting under uh, construction or manufacturing of the elevator in the next month or two. And we work in Hawaii and all those places as well.
0: And is wow. it, uh, is it is a typical installation, does it take you from a home or building of some sort down a, a steep hill or cliff to a waterfront of some sort? Is that the typical That's typical,
1: but when you're in San Francisco, like in Mill Valley or Marin <laughs> County or Belvedere, some of them are to the ocean, but a lot of them are from a parking area and you have 90 steps to get up to your house, like Mm. in Berkeley. Oh, sure. um, We build them for that. We call that primary access because your entire family's using that lift maybe 30 times a day. From school in, school out, soccer practice, groceries, travel in and out and the whole bit. So, those would be primary, and you're going to see more of those in on the west coast, Seattle, those type of areas, uh, West Vancouver, BC. Whereas most of them out here, of course, are waterfront, mm. typically, they're going to mm-hmm. be waterfront, okay? Right, um, but
2: you've got so many hills, and I, I used to California. live in Seattle, so there you go, yeah. And the whole, yeah, the whole west coast has like a I don't know, like a coastal wall almost as you go up and down. So not only do you have the seismic activity that kind of pulls you in, but everybody's got a hill.
1: That's exactly right. You nailed it.
2: (laughs) Gotcha.
0: How would you describe, I don't know what the correct term is, uh, the cart or whatever it is that you sit in? Like, how big is it typically? How many people fit in it? Does it, does it got a top on it? Yeah. Does it play music? Does it, what, what, what is it, what's a typical one look like? Well, Bluetooth that's a, that's
1: speaker. A, you know, you can do all of that. A typical lift would be a two-person car, small car. Uh, we would do that out on Catalina Island, where the oh, houses okay. are out on Avalon, where they're very, very tight. Mm. And so like 48 inches. So you build a really narrow car for two people a typical car that you would sell in Minnesota or Wisconsin would be a four person car. And, Rating on it would be eight to eight hundred to a thousand pounds.
0: And it's uh, is it like two people sit side by side, and then you're facing the other two people Correct. in front of you sitting side by side,
1: just like at a Perkins restaurant, where yeah. you're gonna oh, have yeah. okay. pancakes, <laughs> like a deal. Ferris wheel. Just take that table right out, and we're in the hill hiker. Okay, yep, that's. I what picture we're like
2: about. a Ferris wheel, like kind of standing inside a Ferris wheel kind without of, its top on,
1: kind of like that. Yep, yeah. okay. and and then we can do a top, and it could be out of. Thatched roofing material. It can oh, be okay. cedar. It can be copper. A
2: tiki lift.
1: It, exactly. <laughs> you can you can do it with a San Francisco cable car look. Oh wow. Roll formed Lexan polycarbonate, so it's uh, you could see through it. A bubble top. You can do that. We've done some very fancy uh, lifts. We did one in a house, 125 feet long, five stop. And it's in... What does five-stop mean? In other words, there's five elevations to the house. It's 125 feet long, the lift in the house. Inside. All stainless steel, polished stainless steel. And uh, it's very... It's it's in St. Louis Obispo, California. I don't know if I heard you right. So... (laughs) this lift is inside the house. Correct.
0: It's 125 feet long. Correct. And there's five different levels you can stop on. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly.
2: (laughs) I know, that one's a little hard to fathom, huh? Yeah, it's
1: all stainless steel, really high-end push buttons with background lighting and the whole bit. This thing is, uh, I think they're going to do a bubbling brook underneath the track because it's a Concrete, like walkway, almost underneath it, and that's our support structure. And they're gonna—I think—they're gonna be doing a bubbling brook underneath the elevator. Yeah, why wow. not, right? Just so you could just <laughs> listen to it, and it'll be real zen-like, you know.
2: <laughs> oh wow!
1: Yeah. So, okay. The
0: thing I find really surprising about this is that the the exposure you get, in the sense, you guys are all over the world, man. You must have a really great salesperson or something. Like how do you, how do you make this happen?
1: Well, if you look at our website, we have single-handedly, and I, I'll tell you this point blank, the best website in our industry. We would compete with guys in Milano, Italy, in Switzerland, in Germany. Those are and those are very high-end lifts. Hmm. Uh those are in the millions. Oh um so uh that would be really our competition. We've got some guys local here. But their pitch is, you know, we're cheaper than Hill Hiker. And that's a good pitch for some
2: guys. (laughs) I like
1: my own pitch. I like my own pitch. So, What's your pitch? My pitch is we're not cheaper than those guys. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, we're going to build you what you want. We're going to build it so it's going to be unique to your your family, what your needs are, if it is a, a wheelchair situation. I mean, those are the fun ones because... The, the face that you get when these guys go down the first time, it, they're beaming. They're Aww. beaming. Mm. So those are the feel-good parts of it. You know, it's great to work with guys that have, you know, lots of dough. Billions. But lots and lots of dough. But <laughs> but it's also amazing when you get a kid who is in a wheelchair and doesn't really speak much and all of a sudden he, his eyes are lit up like a Christmas yeah. tree. Change it's it's amazing. It's really pretty neat.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Well, your units custom built or do you have, you know, pick and choose modular type things that you can get off the website? And, uh, you know, I want the silver, gold or platinum type edition. Uh, how, how do you guys do it?
1: There's a little bit of that. Um, certainly in regulated areas, we have certain sizes that you could pick and choose from. The lot of the high end, you know, you're dealing with architects and they just want to go nuts. Mm. They want to just come up with some really unique, sophisticated stuff. We're working in a place called Norman's Cay. It used to be owned by the Medellin Cocaine Cartel oh, in wow. uh, Colombia, mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was a 3,000-foot um, runway. And if you do an aerial, there's about 40 airplanes flipped upside down next to the island. Really? It's a really cool place to wow. go diving. Oh, so they're, they're building a very high-end yacht club there. And they want mahogany, they want Ipe wood, and they want uh, cedar on the roof. Cedar on the roof. Uh huh. That's what they want. And then the flooring will all be Brazilian hardwood, Ipe. Oh, wow. Hmm. Fancy. That's pretty awesome. So you started
0: back in 97, right? Yes, that is correct. I get a good feel of what you're doing now. What's the future looking like? Are you going to keep doing what you're doing? Or are you looking to expand in anything uh, extra special? Floating lifts? You know, call Elon or you get some... Uh...
1: Well, <laughs> that's a good question. We're doing a outdoor vertical lift. In Sausalito, California right now, which is just north of the Golden Gate Bridge, about five minutes, and it is mounted on the outside of the house. It's all redwood, a beautiful, spectacular home, and they had no room in the house for the elevator, so they came to us, and we're manufacturing a one-off vertical elevator for outdoor use. Usually, elevators that are vertical are indoors. Mm. Ours is outdoors, all stainless steel all um, uh, Lexan polycarbonate so you can see out of it. So the vistas are going to be amazing. When you get in this little lift, it's going to be pretty neat. Yeah, it sounds amazing.
2: Yeah. You know, it sounds like you've really, really done well since you started, since you had your first dream and all of it. Um, What would you suggest to somebody if they're, I don't know, if they're going through a hard time, they're an entrepreneur, they're, I don't know, kind of spinning their wheels. I mean, have you had any obstacles you've had to overcome in the past?
1: Absolutely. Like any person that's owned their business, you get there on a Tuesday and you got to make payroll on Thursday. Yes. And that's the toughie. That's where it all comes down. And you got to have fortitude And you get on the phone and you get people to start wiring money in (laughs) and all of a sudden you pull through it. So it's you just got to grind and grind and grind. And sometimes you're working Sundays. Don't be afraid of putting more than eight hours in in a day. Because let me tell you, if you really want this dream to make it happen, you got to work way tougher than anybody else. I don't care who you are. It's way tougher than you think, but it's so rewarding when it's all said and done.
2: It must be. Look at us. Look at where we're sitting. It's just absolutely beautiful
1: here. I appreciate that. Thank yes. you.
0: What's your typical day like now? Uh, it's not so much, is it still a grind or the grind day is kind of in the past? Well,
1: or? we're very blessed in that we're about 20 to 24 weeks out of manufacturing. So we've got a huge backlog of work we're doing right now. Wow. We're getting into more and more more sophisticated Bigger projects like these, these Meekins uh, Vineyard, um, we're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. So these jobs are getting the commercial work is coming in, and there's a lot of guys that don't do that work. Mm. You know, oh, we okay. work for Pacific Gas and Electric Company PG and E on oh, wow. hydroelectric facilities where all the work is helicoptered in. Jeez, and my son ran crew with the with their union group, and we peeled the the roof off the top of a. Snow shed that's at a 55 degree angle, 180 feet of travel, and you get men and tools down to the bottom of the. It's called a penstock. A penstock is the bottom of a of a dam site, and you need to work out in there every once in a while. So we work with PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric. You
2: can't get much bigger than them.
1: preferred vendor yeah they're, they're kind of big <laughs> they're,
2: they're kind of big
1: and we're working with tva tennessee valley authority on another dam site the other side of the river north of chattanooga tennessee and we've worked with northeast utility up in new hampshire bristol new hampshire on a hydroelectric facility so it's a weird niche part of the business it's not the high-end la stuff but uh the, you know, it, it, they're mm. fun to do. They're fun to do.
0: So it sounds like you're getting uh, some more maybe vertical lifts, some more unique things, maybe a little bit more on the commercial side. Uh, you're not slowing down at all. It no, like no.
1: It. This thing is 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 taking wings right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it really is. We're going full tilt. And if That's somebody awesome.
0: puts an order in now, it sounds like it's taking about six months for them yeah, to get
1: it. Yeah, a little bit less than that, but right around that for for uh, manufacturing right now. Wow.
0: Okay, well, before I call it quits here, is there anything you wanted to bring up that uh we didn't mention? You know, one thing I I guess, one thing I found interesting were some of the awards you have on the walls of your office. Do you want to mention a couple of those? Uh, there's a recent one in 2021, I see.
1: Yeah, this is through a, a, a magazine that most people probably don't get is called Elevator World. If you're in the elevator industry, uh, you get this magazine and it's a lot of technical information and certainly advertisement, stuff like that. But they have what they call a project of the year award. They started it in 1990 or excuse me, 1998. And I won the first one for the job in Belize with the hydroelectric facility, and we've won them since then. I've won three first place for Incline Elevator of the Year Award. The last one was in Mazatlan, Mexico, and we've done work for the Maryland uh, Capital Park District in the Patuxent River State Park.
2: Will you tell us a little bit about that Mexican lift that you installed that you got the award for?
1: Well, it's it's really for the cruise community. Holland America is is under contract with our customer and is an old fort that's up on the top of a hill mm-hmm. and it is transformed into a little uh tequila hut <laughs> and uh and you have chips and salsa and drink some tequila up there. And at the bottom is right down by the ocean and they do cliff diving. These guys will They'll, they'll get a bunch of Americans to throw five bucks into a pot, and they'll cliff dive 80 feet into the Jeez. raging ocean down wow. below. And so then, the you know, the cruise ship calls their people, come on, the ship's leaving, and they get out of there. So it's kind of a it's a little touristy thing, but it's a neat thing to go up to, and the views are fantastic, and it's kind of a special little place.
2: Neat.
0: So the cruise ship pulls up, people get off, they jump on your hill hiker, go up the hill to an old fort, get drunk on tequila, watch cliff divers, get back on the ship.
1: That is exactly right. They got to clean that guacamole off their chin. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That sounds fun.
1: It's really fun.
0: Well, Bill, I'm impressed. Again, very unique business. You guys are are killing it. It's such a surprise on... The, again, a little little business out in Orono and Annandale, Minnesota, Unique. doing big things all over the world. That's really cool, Bill.
1: Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.
0: Okay. Do you mind if I uh, put out your office phone number and uh, your website for people to check it out?
1: Absolutely. We'd be
0: blessed if you could do that. All right. Here you go, guys. Hill Hiker. Office phone number is 952-476-2422. Again, that's 952-476-2422. The website is hillhiker.com. That's H-I-L-L-H-I-K-E-R.com. Bill, it's been an honor you got a, a wonderful thing going on here. I love it. That is a family business, Minnesota made, doing awesome things all over the world. Congratulations, Bill.
1: Thank yes, you so definitely. much. I really appreciate it, you guys. Thanks for coming by.
2: Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys.
0: That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.